Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. Father, I pray right now for Pastor Keith. Settle him. Give him peace. Give him grace for something that's bigger than itself. Listen, I'm going to interrupt this prayer really quickly. You don't get to see what's going on in the background, but what I see is we have two toddlers. And I don't know about you, but anytime I've had to have a speaking engagement or anything, or I had to stand before people, the worst thing you can do is give me another task that preoccupies me up until the point where I have to begin whatever it is I've been entrusted to do. And you can't see behind that camera, but Pastor Keith is fighting toddlers, giving out snacks and spankings. And they are children. And I'm not trying to say that they're demonic in any way, but the enemy is very cunning. And so I want to pray for his mind right now. And I interrupted the prayer so that you can join me. I want you to be intentional. I don't want you to think I'm going on a rant. But let's pray to God concerning Pastor Keith. I know God has given, gifted him and graced him, but we don't want anything to disrupt the word of God. This is a season where people aren't even allowing the virus to take them out, but they're taking themselves out. Oh, God. You know how dark of a place you have to be in? I mean, you can't even see a glimmer of hope if you go through with the full thing of taking your own life. People need the word of God. And we have to be careful that nothing comes to interrupt people receiving the word of God. And so let's pray for his mind right now because we don't need him to stand in his giftedness. We need him to stand with the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's go to God on his behalf. Come on, pray for the pastor. He's still human. He's gifted, but he's still human. God, we thank you. We thank you for the man and the person of Pastor Keith Bath. We thank you for the strength that you've endowed him with. We thank you for the wisdom that you've graced him with. But none of that, God, compares to the power of your Holy Spirit that worketh in him. So we pray right now that any kind of trick, any kind of tool, any kind of frustrations, and I'm not saying that he is, but anything that the enemy may have planned for this moment and this hour, that you would interrupt it, oh God. Oh God. Give him clarity of thought, God. Give him clarity in his speech, oh God. Even as he reads from his sermon, oh God, begin to stir up something in him that he may not even have seen in the study, but just download it in him, oh God. I pray in the name of Jesus that he wouldn't trust in self right now, but that he would trust in the almighty God and the power that you give freely to those who have yielded themselves to you. It's not about what he can remember and or placed together in this moment, but it's about what you want to do through him. So you speak, God, in the name of Jesus. 
And let your word not fall on deaf ears, oh God. But I pray those who are tuned in, I understand that there can be a number of distractions. But I pray that they will find peace and settling so that they can hear the word, God. Don't cause your servant to study all week, to compile all week, only for it to fall on deaf ears. For us to get back up and live any kind of way. Your word will remain. Heaven and earth will pass away, but your word will remain. So give us ears to hear your word. We just sung it, God. We want to be where you are. And we can't be where you are if we don't know your word. So, Father, I pray for him. That he will mount this pulpit full of the Holy Ghost. And that the words that are spoken today will be life-changing. That someone's life course will be completely altered by what they hear today because they've received the word of God. We want to be where you are, God. Not where we think we should be. Not what our mamas declared. Not what our little career path and our financial advisors have told us. We want to be right where you are. And it begins by being in your word. Sing your son Jesus' name that we do pray. Amen. Let us receive Pastor Keith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, do me a favor. If you can hear me, just say you can hear me. I want to make sure that we don't have any distractions on this morning. If you can just put in the comment box, you can hear me. We can hear you, Pastor Keith. I want to make sure that there's clarity in my message on this morning. You can hear me. If somebody out there can tell me, are they saying they can hear me? I want to make sure they can hear me. They can hear me. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We want to be where you are. What a sweet spirit in this house, despite what may have been going on in the background. I can declare I want to be where he is. Hallelujah. God, take me to that place. I know, God, where we are in the physical, God, but take us to that place where you are. We pray that our worship has been pleasing to you this morning. Now, God, give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. If you could go with me, go with me to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. I've been in... Uh, started this series called Lessons for the Lost, Navigating Through the Uncertainties of Life. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. I started it last Sunday. I want to continue it on this Sunday. The Bible declares, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. I want to look at Verse 5b, it says, and lean not on your own understanding. 
You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk about the focus of the losses. I, I don't believe that the spirit does anything by coincidence. My wife was talking about my focus this morning, and I believe the enemy was trying to challenge me and my focus because my message is the focus of the loss. Because if the enemy can't defeat your faith, watch what he does in uncertain times. He will always attempt to distract your focus. If he can't defeat our faith, he will always try to distract our focus. This does not negate the fact that our faith is critical as we attempt to navigate uncertainties of life. I'm not saying that. This is why I shared last week that our faith must be directed. Our faith must be dependent. Our faith must be decisive and so that our faith might be developed. I'm not saying that your faith is not critical in this season, but so is your focus. Because many, the reason that many believers seem lost in this season is not due to a lack of faith. It's due to their lack of focus. Here's the reason why our focus is so critical in uncertain times, because what we focus on will determine what and whom we follow. I hope y'all caught what I just said. Whatever you focus your attention on will dictate who or what you follow. This is why the good news translation of Hebrews 12, 2 declares, let us keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, on whom our faith depends from, watch this, beginning to end. Therefore, the question we got to ask ourselves during uncertain times, and especially in this uncertain season, where have your eyes been fixed? I I need you to ask yourself that this question. Has, Has Jesus been your primary and even more your preferred focus in this season? Have my eyes been fixed on him? I know the old folks used to say, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. But in this season, we really need to keep our eyes fixed on him. Because the sad commentary in this season, somebody say in this season. I know you watch it online, but say in this season. The world's chaos has maintained our focus more so than Christ. The the, the conversations of the carnal have maintained our focus in this season more so than Christ. And even the conflicts of political parties have maintained our focus more so than Christ. And you wonder why you're following the conversations rather than Christ. You're wondering why you find yourself in the midst of chaos more than following Christ. And you wonder why that conflict is always at your front door because maybe your focus is off. We've got to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Because watch this, Christ keeps those who keep their eyes on him. I need to be kept in this season. I don't know about you, but I need to be kept. Somebody need to put that in the comment box. I need to be kept. And God says, if you can keep your eyes on me, I'll keep you. That's good news to me. Our focus, our focus. Christ can lead us. Watch this. Even in seasons where we seem lost, as long as we can keep our focus on him. This is why throughout the Gospels, Jesus would utter these words, follow me. I believe even in this season, Jesus is declaring to believers, just follow me. I know the CDC has guidelines, but Jesus is saying, follow me. I know that the president is saying this and that, but we've got to follow him. Yet our ability to follow is determined by the attention of our focus. I'm talking to somebody this morning. Your focus is off. And God is saying, keep your focus on my son, Christ Jesus. 
No greater evidence of this is found in the declaration of Christ in John 8, 12. He says this concerning himself. I am the light of the world. I could just stop right there in the midst of what looks like darkness. Christ is trying to tell somebody, I am the light of the world. And he watched this. He says, he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Many of us are running around in circles only because our focus is off. That means no level of darkness, no level of dismay can de deny Christ from leading us as long as we keep our focus on him. In this season, I know it's a whole bunch of stuff going on. I don't know the news is declared a whole bunch of things, but I've got to keep my focus on him because he will illuminate our journey. That's good news to me. Therefore, this morning, I want to help the believer that still feels lost in this season to find the light for this current journey. And, and, and we'll examine Proverbs 3, 5b so that we can identify the attention of our focus that continues to keep us lost. So I want to look at it from a different aspect this morning. I want to tell you why you're still lost in this season. So let's examine our text. The first portion of Proverbs 3, 5b says this. And lean not. Let's stop right there. And lean not. One of the reasons that many believers remain lost in this season is because we've occupied a space that is only reserved for the Savior. Stay with me. Uh, the reason why I'm still lost, many of us, is because we're, we're in a space that is only reserved for the Savior. What am I trying to say? In other words, we viewed our lostness through the lens of our capacity rather than the capacity of Christ. I feel like I can't navigate this, this journey that I'm on because I'm looking at it by my own capacity. And so here's the first thing I want to know. I, I want you to know, your, your focus has been on your capacity and not Christ. What do I mean? We believe our exodus from where we are is dependent upon the capacity in which we have. That's why many of us can't feel like we can get out of this hole because you're looking at it through your own capacity. Oh, what am I trying to say? You don't know the beginning from the end. He does. We, we don't work all things together. He does. We are not the author and the finisher of our faith. He is. And you're trying to navigate through this journey through the lens of your capacity. I need to depend on him, depend on him. We don't have that type of capacity, but he does. Therefore, our focus can't be, I want to, y'all know the Shunammite woman who, who, who said, I'm just going to bake me a little piece of cake for me and my son and I'm going to die. She looked at her present circumstance through her own capacity. Ah, and the reason why many of us think that we'll never dig up out of this hole, the reason why we think that I'll never be able to get back on where I used to be is because you're looking at this journey through your own capacity. Consider the Hebrew translation of the phrase, and lean not. It is translated to mean, watch this, to support one's self. And herein lies one of the reasons that many believers are lost in this season is because we are trying to support ourselves in a space and in a time where we need the support of the Lord. I know you got your degree. I know you got a little bit of skills. I know you even got a little bit of money in the bank. But God says in uncertain seasons where I don't know what tomorrow will look like, God says, 
I don't need you trying to depend on yourself in a space and in a season that you don't have the capacity to support yourself. God says in uncertain times, you've got to depend on me. This is why Paul admonishes believers in Romans 11, 18 with these words. Remember, hear this. Somebody need to write this in the comment box. Romans chapter 11, verse number 18. It says, remember that you don't support the root, but the root supports you. The world has taught even believers to think that they support themselves. But the Lord uses uncertain times like these to remind us that we don't support the root, but the root supports us. The reason why some churches are still struggling with their finances because the doors ain't open is because they thought they supported themselves. I don't know about y'all, but listen, we ain't had nobody in this church since March, I want to say, 22nd. And we've got more today than we did on last year at this very same time but because I had to keep my focus on him. The reason why many of us may be in a drought Maybe you've been depending or trying to support your own self. Oh, man. The only reason you still have a job in this season is because the Lord supports you. The only reason that you're not on a ventilator in this season is because the Lord supports you. The only reason you're still in your right mind in this season is because the Lord supports you. I got to thank God for the Lord's support. Somebody put that in the comment box. Thank God. For the Lord's support. I don't support myself. If it was up to me, I've been lost my mind, y'all. Y'all really did not see what was going on in the background. I asked for a little help. and then, But my kids, you know, they, they like four of them, y'all. And I'm like, oh, Lord, I got to get up here and preach. But I got to thank God. God support me. When, when things look crazy, God support me. When they told us we had to work from home and still have two kids trying to pull on us, Every day, every hour, every minute, I had to say, God, support me. Because he kept my mind in a time where I should have lost it. Somebody needs to remind themselves that they don't have that type of capacity. I'm trying to release somebody this morning. Somebody thought that it was based on your own capacity to help yourself. Tell your neighbor, I don't have that kind of capacity. Because hear this, your increased confusion in this season may just be as a result of your increased focus on your limited capacity in this season. The reason why I may feel like I'm so confused is because I'm looking at what level of support I have rather than depending on the support of the Lord. Your capacity won't lead you from being lost, but his capacity will. Therefore, our focus on Christ must be on Christ in this season and not on your capacity or even better yet, your lack thereof. So the first thing I wanted you to understand where our focus should be is not on our capacity. Now, now the second portion of verse 5P says, on your own. I want you to stop right there. This has been a season where many believers have followed their flesh more so than the Father. In other words, their focus has been on that which is carnal. I want you to stay with me. Many of us are still lost because we're focused on carnality, focused on carnality. And carnality isn't always blatant sin. Y'all know how the old folks say you need to stay out your flesh. I'm not talking about sin per se. It's just what's rooted in our unregenerate nature. What do I mean? Ourself, ourself. This is why the latter part of Proverbs 3, 5b set declares, on your own. In other words, our self 
or carnal nature. That, that, that's what that means. And hear this, your carnal nature will continue and always lead you into greater depths of lostness. Some of y'all need to get in the spirit. That's what I'm trying to say. This is why Romans 7, 5 declares this. Romans chapter 7, verse 5. It says, for when we are in the realm of the flesh, the sinful passions aroused by the law were at work in us so that we bore fruit for death. So, so what am I trying to say? Greater dismay, greater defeat, and greater death is the fruit that we will eat when we follow our flesh. Anything if it's just to make this simple, anything that is not of the spirit, I'm following flesh. Many of us are focused on carnality. Therefore, the questions we got to ask ourselves in this season is what that is carnal has been my focus? Uh, what, what, what's, what's carnal, not of the spirit, that has all of my attention in this season? What that is a carnal, watch this even more, has a, influenced my decisions, my thoughts, and even my plans. I've got to ask myself these questions because the answers to these questions are significant. Why? Because what is rooted in self is always opposite or opposed to its spirit. Somebody needs to stop letting yourself lead you. I mean your flesh. The spirit can't lead you because of yourself is. Uh, your, your, your flesh is leading you, and God is saying, I want my spirit to lead you, but your focus is on carnality. What do I mean? Your intellect can't lead you in a season because that's flesh. Your inside information that you got from your homeboy, that's all in this field over here. I, I got somebody that worked for the CDC. No, that's not going to lead you in this season because it's flesh. And even this, some of y'all think y'all so connected and, and just, just my intuition will lead me. No, that's flesh. Because in seasons of uncertainty, we need your spirit, Lord, to lead us. Many of us are depending on so much stuff. And God is saying, I, I, if, you could, if, if you could just make room for my spirit, but there's too much flesh involved, and that's why my spirit can't lead you. Because when the spirit leads you into it, here's why this is so good. No matter where that may be, the spirit promises to lead you out of it. Y'all know how we've gotten ourselves into situations that we can't believe we got ourselves into? and we ask God at the last minute to rescue us, but there's, there's not always a promise that he will rescue us in those situations that we let our own selves in. But no matter where we find ourselves, if the spirit leads us to it, the, the spirit also promises to lead us out of it. How do I know? I don't want to just give y'all something. This is why Jesus was so confident during his encounter with the enemy in the wilderness. Because it was the spirit that led him in the wilderness. So he could trust the fact that the spirit would lead him out. That's Matthew 4 and 1. So hear this. The, the pandemic won't cause us fear when our focus is on his spirit. These protests won't cause us fear when our focus is on his spirit. And the world's panic. Y'all know when other folk panic, you start panicking. The world is panicking, y'all. But when my focus is on his spirit, I won't, I won't fear. Our steps have been ordered by the Lord. So as he led us to the pandemic, he'll lead us out. That's good news to me, y'all. If I can keep my focus not on carnality, but in the, on his spirit, 
And, and the Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. If he led us to these protests, he'll lead us out. And even as he has led us to what has caused many to panic, y'all know they're talking about NASA. They, saw, they found this squirrel with a, the bubonic plague and all of this foolishness and other viruses. I don't care what's causing the world panic. If I'm led by the Spirit, he promises to lead me out. Somebody put in the comment box, lead me by your spirit, Lord. Lead me by your spirit. Because our focus must not be on what's carnal, but our focus must be on his spirit. So here's what I said this morning. I said the first thing that we got to realize is I can't focus on my capacity because I don't have the capacity to lead myself outside, out of this season, but he does. My focus cannot be on carnality because if there's too much flesh, there's no room for the spirit. And here's the last thing I want you to see in the text. This word says understanding. As long as we continue to try to make sense of what God is doing through our logic, we will continue to be lost. I want you to hear me and hear me good. We're trying to make sense of what God is doing through our own logic. We'll always be lost. So the last thing I want you to know, our focus cannot be on, on, on our own comprehension. Herein lies one of the reasons why many believers are struggling in this season, because we're trying to navigate this season with and through our own understanding. This is a different season, a unique season, an uncertain season, a season that many of us have never witness before. That matter of fact, the Bible, not the Bible, but history says that you know, the last pandemic was 1918. Many of y'all don't even know nobody that was living in 1918. Right? So in other words, their focus has been on their own comprehension. Why is this so significant? Because God alone bestows understanding. That's 1 Kings 4.29. God alone blinds understanding. I mean, if God don't want you to understand anything, he'll do it. That's Job 17, 4. And God alone, watch this, is beyond comprehension. That's Isaiah 40, verse 28. There are seasons where we got to stop trying to comprehend God that is beyond comprehension. I, I'm, I'm tired of trying to figure it out. I'm, I'm tired of everybody with their conspiracy theories. I'm tired of everybody saying the Democrats trying to do this. I'm tired of them that try, everybody trying to say, oh, they're just trying to get one governmental system. I know you prophetic in this season, but listen, God is beyond comprehension in every season. God is saying, stop trying to figure me out. I don't need to know what God is doing in this season as long as I know, watch this, that God is the ruler of this season. I, I, I don't, I'm tired, y'all. Everybody got a word. Everybody saying this is what God is doing. I don't need to know what God is doing in this season as long as I know he's the ruler of this season. That's good news to me, y'all. Stop trying to comprehend and let God rule. This is why Job declared this in Job 37.5. He said, God thunders marvel marvelously with his voice. He does great things, watch this, which we cannot comprehend. It may not look good, but I know God is up to something great. It may not look good through my eye, my natural eyes, but I've got to know that God is up to something great. Somebody put that in the comment box. God is up to something great. 
even the more. This means God can and will conquer even things that we can't comprehend. I'm, I'm going to be a little bit transparent, y'all. I, I, when I was, when I graduated high school, I thought I had a child. I, so my whole life changed. And I did not understand what God was trying to do. He knew that I, that I had a desire to go to college. He knew that I wanted to play um, college football. He knew all of these things that I had a scholarship. And I'm like, God, how all of a sudden I get this child? And listen, I raised this this young man for three years. But all I could do was trust God. And I found out later on, y'all, this ain't no bad thing. That, 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 that baby wasn't mine. And hear this, my wife would always tell me, she said, you know what, if you had a child, you, I would have had to say, no, brother, I got to pick somebody else. But God was up to something great. I would have missed out on my wife if I did not keep my focus on God. He's beyond comprehension. This year and this season may be beyond comprehension, but we must be confident that the Lord will conquer it. I don't need to know every detail. I just need to know I serve a God that will defeat it. I don't want to know every detail. I don't want to know what Trump is doing in, in, in the White House. I don't want to know what kind of legislation that they're bringing up. I don't want to know every detail. I just want to know that I serve a God that will defeat it. Somebody needs to declare to themselves, what has me dis dismayed, the Lord will defeat it. Oh, I hope y'all just caught what I just said. Whatever has you dismayed, say the Lord will defeat it. Somebody put that in the comment box. Whatever has me dismayed, the Lord will defeat it. This is why the Lord declared this in Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. I love this, this scripture. I bring it up many times when I'm preaching. It says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. I'm so glad that my thoughts are not his thoughts. I'm so glad that my ways are not like his ways. I'm so glad that as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are his ways higher than mine. And that my thoughts are not his thoughts. The Lord says in verse 11 of Isaiah 55, what I love about this, it says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. Y'all know we can say some stuff that will not come into existence, but if the Lord declared it, it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and I shall prosper in a thing for which I sent it. In other words, even when his plan is beyond comprehension, his promise is still complete. If I'm a child of God and the Bible says that every promise of God is yes and amen, even when I know I don't know his plan, even when his plan seems beyond my comprehension, the Bible declares that his promise is still complete. Oh, that's good news to me. That means his will and his word will prevail even when we don't understand his plan. Oh, somebody needed to hear that this morning. His will and his word will prevail even when I don't understand his plan. Somebody says, I don't understand your plan in this season. I don't understand why I lost my job. I don't understand. We just heard a story about a 30-year-old who lost her life to coronavirus. 30 years old. Her parents got it, but they did not die. But the 30-year-old got it and died. And the parents are probably saying, God, I don't understand your plan in this season. 
But God is trying to say his will and his word will prevail. There is no need to try to figure out a situation that the Lord has already declared finished. I'm not talking about nobody else but believers. There's no, and y'all know we waste so much energy trying to figure out what God is doing when God is just saying, chill, because I've already got it finished. Woo, that's good news to me. I'm going to have a good week this week, y'all, because it's already finished. But we will never rest in its finished work until we remove our focus from our comprehension. Stop trying to figure it out. Put that in the comment box, y'all. Tell somebody, stop trying to figure it out. Ah, guys, because his plans are beyond me. And I want to conclude with this. Despite the Lord's hand being on this season, the enemy wants you to lose hope in this season. It, it seems difficult, but I've got to be reminded that the Lord's hand is upon this season. But the enemy will always try to cause us to lose hope. And the way in which he does so is by distracting your focus. I, I want to focus on his hand and not on what the enemy is trying to do. Somebody, I got to focus on his hand. And, and the enemy wants you to remain lost in this season. Yet there is a focus for the lost. In uncertain seasons, as believers, we must ensure that our focus is not on our capacity. I don't have the capacity, y'all, to lead my own self out of this season. God only has that capacity. Our, our focus cannot be on that which is carnal. Too much flesh, y'all, his spirit can't lead us. And our focus cannot be on our comprehension. But our focus must be on Christ and Christ alone. Somebody needs to fix their eyes on Jesus. Because what we focus on in this season will determine what and whom we follow. We're following so much stuff, y'all, calling ourselves believers, and God is saying our focus is off. And this is why Proverbs 4, 25 through 26 declares this. Let your eyes look straight ahead, and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet, and let all your ways be established. Because the right focus in a season of uncertainty will ensure that our journey is complete. What am I trying to say? I don't want you to die on the journey. God is saying that if you keep your focus on me, I'll make your journey complete. All your ways will be established. Y'all know how some folks say, y'all might as well just throw away the 2020 calendar. But God is saying, I'll still establish every plan. If I put the plan in your heart, I'll establish it. That's, if I put the desire in your heart, I'll establish it. If I put the dream in your heart, I'll establish it. But God is saying, I won't establish it if your focus is off. All your ways will be established. In this season, I've asked God to do a lot for this church and I've got to keep my focus on him, and he'll establish it. There's some stuff that I've asked God to do in the midst of my family, and I know businesses are closing. I know stuff the economy is saying that is, that is shot, but God says I'll still yet establish it. That's good news. In this season, our prayer must be, let our focus be on you, Lord, and you alone. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you, God, that even 
when we go astray. God, you convict us. I pray, God, that this was a convicting word. Somebody's focus has been off in this season. But God, you're saying, I'll give you another chance. Just fix your eyes on me. God, many of us have been trying to navigate this season through our own capacity. We feel like we don't make enough. We feel like we don't have enough in the bank to survive this season. We feel like, like we don't know where the next rent or mortgage payment will come from. But all you're saying is to lean not on our own selves. But God, you and you alone have the capacity to navigate us in uncertain times. Because you're the author and the finisher. We're not. You cause all things to work together for our good. We don't. So God, help us. Help us, we pray, not to focus on our own capacity. God, as a matter of fact, God, let us not focus on anything that is carnal. Let us make room for your spirit. But God, if your spirit leads us to it, your spirit promises to lead us out of it. Somebody needs to catch hold of your spirit. God, even as you took Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted by the enemy. This has been a season of temptation for many of us. We've struggled with our faith in this season. But God, if your spirit has led us here, your spirit will lead us out. So let us not focus on anything that is carnal. And God, we pray that we get our, our feeble minds out of the way because you are beyond comprehension. As a matter of fact, God, we don't need to know the plan because we know your will and your word will prevail. I'm not going to try to figure out stuff that you've already finished. Thank you, God, for the finished work. God will just walk therein. And God established some things. Many people had dreams in this season that seemed like they've been dashed away. Many people, God, had goals in this season that seemed like they went out the window. God, many of us, God, had plans in this season. And we just want to crumble the calendar. But God, you said if we keep our focus on you, you'll establish all of our ways. For that, for that person that's struggling, God, I declare to them that dream has been established. I declare to them, God, that that goal has been established. And God, if you put the desire in their heart, God, let them know, God, that that desire has been established. We love you and adore you. And it's in Jesus' name. We'll keep our eyes fixed on you. We'll lean not to our own understanding. And God, you'll do some establishing. And we thank you. We love you and adore you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask if our assistant pastor can come and take us for the remainder of our service. Hey, do me a favor. If you go to the Way Church Talk to somebody this week. Reach out to somebody. I know we haven't gathered physically, but somebody needs a touch from you. It may feel like we can't physically touch them, but we can connect in the spirit. There's a brother that's been missing. That's been on your mind. Reach out to him. There's a sister that's alone, that's single, that's sitting in her home trying to figure out how to navigate through this season. Reach out to him and encourage him. Encourage them that in this season, everything that the Lord has spoken over their life, 
has been established. I love y'all, and I can't wait to a soon coming day. I believe God will complete our journey at the way, church. While everybody's trying to figure stuff out, we can rest in the fact that God has already finished it. I love you. At this time, let's bring up Pastor Cole, who will take us further in the service. Praise the Lord, everybody. You know, in these moments right here, uh, I, I believe that he said exactly what we needed to hear, which is to be focused. And so my focus right now is on the loss. And if you truly are trying to find the glue that puts all of this together and you don't know what that is, it's Jesus. So even right now, if you don't know who Jesus is, if you've never accepted him, this is a moment carved out just for you. He's not up here just so he can be a motivational speaker. No matter what, the arrow is still pointing at Jesus. So if you don't know who he is, this is a moment where you can confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's the son of God and that he died just for you for this moment. This moment, he was focused just on you. So right now, if that's you, it's simple. Just, just say, you know what? I believe Jesus is the son of God. And not only did he come to earth, but he came, he lived, he died, and he got up just for me and this moment. And I truly believe that in my heart. And if that was you and you did that on today, we're celebrating with you. We thank God for you, but we also want to connect with you. So you can email us, let us know, message us, even in these moments, that you just gave your life to Christ. More importantly than anything else, we can work on everything else, but we got to get you to Jesus first. We can help with your focus, but we got to get you to Jesus first. So we thank you just for even acknowledging that on right now. And also, if you're not connected, and it's, it is harder to lose focus when you're not connected to a body, a local body, just for you. And yes, if you're listening through podcasts, that's great. Connect with us. If you're watching online, great. Connect with us. But in a soon coming day, we want to open back up and we want to see your face. And the way you do that, it just come on. If you can, you can send us a message through Facebook or through the way, tampabay.org. We want to know that you want to be a part of this church. Guess what? You won't be the only one that joined during the pandemic. We want to connect with you. We want to love on you. And we want to get some materials to you that can help you along the way. Can you do that? I'm sure you can. Well, we thank God for Pastor Keith once again. Like I always say, you know what? Don't just listen to it live. Go back and watch this again. Listen to it again. And then share it again. We thank you for all that have already tuned in on today. And the reason why that is possible, because we have been seeing record-breaking giving during this time, and I know people are, are unemployed. I know people's money is still acting a little bit funny, but people have been giving, and that's why we're still on the air. So we thank you, even right now, on your screen, it shows you how to give. And it's really, really simple. If you go to the Way T Church of TV on Cash App, you can give that way, or the Way Church of TampaBay.org and give securely on the site. Yes, you have time now and even after we cut off the broadcast. But right now, let's go ahead and end with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you right now. We thank you for a convicting word that was sent through Pastor Keith. This is hard every week. 
it would be so easy to give a word of naming it and claiming it of mailbox miracles but God we thank you that we have a word that can convict us right back to you so that we might not lose focus on what the real goal is even right now God touch every household every listener every person that watches bring them right back to you and we thank you for everything that you've already done those that have been added to the body of Christ and also those that have been added to the body of the Way Church of Tampa Bay and we do all the things until we see and return back to you once again in Jesus name amen remember you can go ahead and make sure you log on on Thursday at 7 p.m. We have some special messages still coming to you, talking about wisdom. If you missed it on last week, please tune in again. Share that. It was so much vital information straight from the throne of God. That wasn't just something that you learned. That definitely was anointed by God. So we thank you. Be listening in for more information on this week. God bless you again. Until next time. I'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident because God is sovereign. And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, he wants us to respond. My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.